0: everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you. If you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday on CharismaPodcastNetwork.com. You can also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can tap in to new episodes. We've got close to 170 episodes now releasing. We are in the beginning of the year. There's great content. I have amazing guests coming on sharing messages that the Lord has put in their heart, prophetic messages teachings that are vital for the body of christ right now um and if you've been listening for any period of time you know our heart here to awaken the body of christ to the beauty of who jesus is all that he's done who he's made us to be our relationship with the father son and holy spirit our purpose in this earth to destroy the works of the enemy to release the kingdom of heaven and so thank you so much if you have been tuning in every single monday if you're a part of the family Thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing this broadcast with your loved ones, your church, your family, your friends. Um, Just take a minute, subscribe, rate, review this podcast. It helps us get it out to more people so they can be blessed by the content, the teachings that are being released every single week. And so today I have a great guest on the show. Many of you may know who she is. Her name is Jen Johnson. She is the co-founder of Bethel Music and Worship You alongside her husband, Brian Johnson. She's been involved in the production of over 15 albums that have influenced a culture of worship across the globe. I got saved in 2008. I pretty much have every single album that Bethel has released. I've had several people like Jeremy Riddle and many others from Bethel, Chris Valatin come on the show and share. You can tap into those episodes. If you look back, probably 40 or 50 episodes, you can tap into those. Um, but Jen is the founder of Lovely by Jen Johnson, a lifestyle brand intended to inspire, equip, and engage women of all ages to thrive. The Johnsons also head up Bethel Church Worship Ministry, and they're committed to cultivating community, fostering unity among worship leaders around the world. She continues to lead worship locally as well as around the world, and today we're going to be talking about her incredible book. It's entitled All Things Lovely, Inspiring Health and Wholeness in Your Home, Heart, and Community. Thank you, Jen, for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> what a joy to speak to you. Thank you for taking the time to be with me today.
1: Absolutely. Excited.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And so before we dive into your book, um, I always like to ask this to my guests. You can give me the short version if you'd like to, but I always love to hear how the Lord awakens people's hearts. How did you first come to know the Lord?
1: Ah. Uh. I have loved the Lord since I was a little girl, as long as I can remember. And I grew up in the church and probably got saved, you know, under a few, two or three times, um, but <laughs> I just can't remember not loving the Lord. And I had really incredible encounters with God as a little girl and throughout my teenage years where I just heard the voice of God and learned his voice and in his word and by his spirit. And so I just think that it's been such an amazing journey, getting to know him, um, as father, son and Holy spirit. And still to this day, it just, I, the goodness of God blows my mind. He's been so faithful throughout my life and every moment to lead and guide and, um, just be a friend and be everything. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's, I just can't remember a moment without him. So that's a
0: good story. <laughs> it is a good story. I pray that for my children and for everybody's children. What an encouragement. And what a blessing. You don't need to hit rock bottom like I did and come to Jesus.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> <you totally>. can... <laughs> right. I, I mean, you can, but.
0: Of course, that's that's pivotal. one way. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, that's awesome. And this is, it's so interesting. The Lord just reminded me, you came to Christ for the Nations when I was a student there. <laughs> In probably 2009 or 2010, I did not remember until right now, but you were singing with your husband. I think it was acoustic. And then you guys shared um, your story of how you got married and how you guys met. And the Lord, when you were singing, the Lord told me, she is my trumpet. And you were just boldly proclaiming the Lord, just like the King is here. The King is coming. And I just saw you like sounding a trumpet. And wow, I haven't thought about that in over 10 years, but I figure I might as well just say it if the Holy Spirit's reminding me. And so.
1: Yes. And that makes me really excited because I just wrote two new songs last week. And um, yes, that feels very right.
0: (laughs) Well, you've been declaring the King. You've been pointing people to Jesus for years, and so, and you're doing it in several different ways—not just through worship. You're writing and you're teaching and all of that. And so, in your book, "All Things Lovely," inspiring health and wholeness in your home, heart, and community. It's full of pictures. It's got recipes. You know, it's got so much practical advice for your everyday life, as well as beautiful spiritual revelation mingled in there it's honestly when i was reading through it i was like this is a work of art and i love the practical and spiritual going together so well because i feel like in the church we need that holy spirit's a part of every area of your life and so what kind of inspired this i'm sure your own life of course that you share a lot of in the book but um tell us a little bit about like why you feel like this is so necessary to write and get out there now
1: yeah i think that you know like you said, sometimes the temptation would be to try to just focus on our spiritual life. And there are really two major parts that I think get neglected and that's our emotions and also our physical body. And Mm -hmm. so I think that having a holistic perspective of spirit, emotion and body, and the fact that we can't ignore one is, is something that Jesus is calling us to live this holistic way with him. And, um, you know, a lot of it really ties into each other. Uh, for example, you know, we can't pray for healing of cancer and then, you know, smoke cigarettes that cause cancer. You know, like we yeah. we have to like remember the intentionality of both, right? Yeah. Like it's all connected. And so I think also on the other side of the cross section would be on emotional healing. You know, um, God set the whole Bible up with a garden, right? He started the whole book showing us that he could have grown those vegetables supernaturally, right? Mm-hmm. We could have just walked in and picked whatever, but God started the whole book with like the intentionality of a man marrying a woman as the only way to have children. Mm-hmm. And then a garden in the intentionality of this is going to take work. This is going to take yes, reaping and harvesting, but it's going to take pulling weeds as well. And so I just, I love that the Lord kind of set the tone for our lives, um, of the fact that that yes, it's a relationship and walking with him, absolutely, and mm-hmm. worship and all of our spiritual practices and and you know, the word of God and obeying the Bible, loving our neighbor, all the good things. And also the Bible says, run the good race. You know, it says run the good race, and that takes intentionality. You know, we can't just eat whatever we want and yes. not work out. Like we actually have to take care of what God's given us, right? So it takes um a lot of intentionality and a lot of discipline, the the word that doesn't come up in a lot of romance (laughs) topics. It's like, oh, we get lost in love. And Uh
2: yes, absolutely.
1: But also we have to have discipline in our life. The Bible says love correction, right? So um, yeah, I just think it's a holistic perspective of being intentional, of knowing what's going on in your heart and um, knowing also what's going on in your body are, are just as important as um, reading the Bible and doing um, other spiritual things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, that word discipline—it just seems like that's ah, a lot of hard work. We don't, it's not the glamorous word, you know. We like other words in the Bible, like blessing and transformation, and yes, encounter, yes. and all of it goes together. It's not one over the okay. other. It all goes we love together. It.
1: We love it all, but yes, <laughs> we have to. We have to really shine some light into.
0: Um, this stuff, it's not so easy, you know? Mm Oh yeah, no, I agree. A hundred percent. And you start off your book, sharing your story about how God blessed you with a home that is like a dream home for you guys, but it wasn't just fully furnished, drop in your lap. Hey, listen, you don't got to do anything, put hardly any work into it. It wasn't like that. But you learned a lot in that process, and you, quote, has a you know, Isaiah, where the Lord speaks Hezekiah and says, "Get your house in order." and you you use a lot of spiritual principles there what the Lord spoke to you, but also just your journey on getting your dream home. There's a lot of people out there for me when I first got saved. I mean, when I first met my wife, excuse me, I got saved and then some years later met my wife, we were believing God to get into a home for probably about four and a half years, almost five years, and we lived in apartments, and we lived with family and we had a word from the Lord that he was going to give us a home and it took some time. There was some process and I know there's a lot of people out there, a lot of friends of mine believing for a home somewhere they could, you know, nurture their family and grow and have memories and all of that. And anyway, I just, I loved your story in the beginning. I kind of wanted to go into that as like a baseline here for, for the book.
1: Yeah. So we have been married almost 22 years and we were married about eight months before we started looking for our first home, my parents helped us and we bought a fixer upper mm-hmm. as the great show says, and we have just, I think we've had six houses that we've either fixed up and moved into. We've taken a couple breaks and, and lived in one that didn't need to be fixed up for different seasons, but we've lived in some form of renovation, uh, almost all of our marriage. But the big take on was nine years ago, we bought a property that was kind of in the woods and uh, the property was absolutely overgrown and wild. And the house had just kind of been sitting there for years, dormant and empty. And it had been in the 50s or 60s, I think, is when it was built. And I don't think they'd changed anything. So Mm -hmm. it was a hot mess, and it was a little house. Um, There's pictures of it in the book, actually, the before wood paneling, you know, real nasty, ugly carpet, (laughs) things growing in the floorboard, you know. And so um, we just dreamed of having land and having a huge space where we could have people over. We love to host. um, I love that Jesus models that so much. He's eating in people's homes, and Mm -hmm. he he loves the banqueting table. I I say Jesus was a foodie, Um, and he's multiplying food. Like you just see food centered around Jesus and people and community. And so um, you know, we just knew we needed a space to host our worship team and. We do these secret retreats to gather people for the common core of unity and diversity um, in many different spheres, whether it's women or the church or worship. And so we just needed a place where we could be together. And so we just kept expanding, just kept renovating. And we'd do something like, well, we could, you know, we just kept kept going. And um, now it's this incredible space. And so many people have been able to come and just get refueled and filled up. And we also live there and have expanded our family from three natural kids, um, biological kids to adding two more. Now we have five kids via adoption, the most incredible gift of all. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, it's just been wild, but we just have been in a renovation for over nine years. So that's why these bags are under my eyes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's not easy. You know, there's definitely challenges. The Lord likes to stretch us outside of our comfort zone, um, but he's with us and he strengthens us through the process. And the end result is something beautiful. And you've been, you said in this process, and I love how I've never seen this in a book before, but maybe I don't read a ton of books like this, but you go into How to organize your house. There's like the entire, you go into every room from the kitchen to the bedrooms and the bathrooms and your closets and how, you know, you know, and I know having a house is just like, wow, you just got to go to town every once in a while. You know what I mean? But it's so, it's so practical and it's so good, but it also relates to our spiritual lives. So we need to check in and, uh, and make sure that we are, our heart is in a good place. You have an entire chapter on that. And so what was your, what was your passion behind kind of going into just organizing your, your home with organizing the heart? Like, how did that, how did that come about?
1: Yeah, I've, I've had a love for organization for as long as I can remember. And I, I just think that order is really the foundation for freedom and, you know, God models this so beautifully within creation and, that there is order, and from order and boundaries, there actually is protection um, that gives us freedom, right? I love they they did a study on children where they put the kids in a um fenced-off area that was a smaller area, and the kids used the whole circumference of the area, and then they put them in the they took the fence out and it was a massive area of an, an acre or two, and the kids stayed even tighter closer together, didn't even play, um, where they had before they stayed even closer and tighter. And, um, it was just a psychological study of the fact that having, um, boundaries actually makes people feel freer than if there aren't boundaries. Yeah, and wow. so I just think that, um, you know, on the compass of, you know, the pendulum, if you will, of, of freedom and control Nobody wants control. It's not about that, but having boundaries and having order in your life really sets the foundation for you to be able to be creative and free. And, um, I think it's an emotional, physical and spiritual concept, because if your home life, if your car is a mess, you don't want to get in your car. Mm-hmm. If your room's a mess, you know, you don't want to wake up. If they, they say that a, a one simple practice to make is to make your bed every in the morning, every day. It just sets the tone for your day. And so I think that, you know, having order in your life really does flow into other parts because it really is all connected. You know, that chaos of getting out the door in the morning looking like the Home Alone scene um, for me, it's like, no, there's a reason why we organize uh, um, the snacks and pack our lunches the night before so that we don't live like this, you know. So without order, there can be a lot of chaos. Um, And order is an ongoing thing, right? It's not a, There's no perfection. Perfection um, is a a topic that we leave to God alone because he's the only one that can handle it. So, um, But having excellence and having a heart to keep things in order and to be honestly, to be good stewards of what we've been given. I think a lot of times I wonder if people aren't given more because they're not stewarding what God's already given them Mm. well. So I think that that sounds like a good father to me to actually not give uh, more if it was more than they could handle. So I think just, there's a lot of spiritual principles in staying organized. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a constant journey. Uh, One of the best quotes I heard is, what's it like um, to clean your house when your kids are little at home? And it's like chewing Oreo cookies while you're brushing your teeth. You know, it really is stupid. It
0: doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's counterintuitive. Yeah.
1: It's counterintuitive, but yet. Nonetheless, you still have to. So, as a mom of five, this rings very true for my life. Um, (laughs) So, I think that it really is just a continued uh, thing that there's not perfection. It's just you just have to keep checking in and keep things updated and uh, in the physical work on little spaces and then on the emotional to really check in. Go, what's going on inside of me? Do I have anger and bitterness that I need to work through and talk to somebody Mm -hmm. about? Um, Because we all have capacity, right? So, you can only handle so much. And a lot of times anxiety, uh, or nervous breakdowns are the cause of you have capacity. You haven't dealt with a lot of stuff going inside of you. You're going to pop. Um, my husband had a nervous breakdown a few years ago and, um, wrote a book all about this and it's called when God becomes real. And so again, we can pray, um, for God to help with our anxiety. Um, but the other piece of that is, is we've got to actually be willing to look inside our hearts and our emotions for wow, what's going on, who do I need to forgive? Mm -hmm. Um, what's stopping me up? So we work through a lot of those questions, uh, in the book as God helps us to kind of go through our physical houses and also our hearts.
0: Yeah. When it comes to organization, my wife gets on me sometimes too, because I'll be, I've, I've, I've the tendency, if I want to clean, I put like the TV on for the kids and then I like, do what I need to do my wife's like no just like put them in the other room and give them something better to do than just watch tv so my wife she keeps me but I just like the easiest thing to do or whatever but I'm very much like um I I, I'm a planner I like to be organized or else I feel stressed out like just yeah. leaving the house, like I'd rather get everything done the night before, pick out my clothes, iron them the night before, have all the kids snacks out. Cause I can't stand living frantically. I can't stand yeah. living like, Oh, we forgot. We forgot that we forgot. we forgot. And then you're like going nuts. And then by the time you get in the car, you have like a mini panic attack because you forgot something, you got to drive back and you're like 20 minutes late. I can't do that. Right. But yeah. you're you're so right about like organization and the pace of life. We could, if we're, if we're, if we plan ahead, if we're organized, we could live at a pace where we're just like, we're prepared, you know, we're just kind of, you know, we're not rushing around like a chicken without a head, but you know, yes. which is, which is huge, you know, but I like how you said just how, You know, There's sometimes we need to check our heart as well, not just, yes, the exterior, we're talking about that. You have a whole section of your book that talks about the heart. And me, personally, recently, I I did a check on my own heart. I'm doing business. I've got the podcast. I'm doing several things ministry-wise. I've got a wife and two kids and family, and we travel, we do so much. And I began to realize that I was trying to check out a lot by just entertaining myself with my phone or you know, in the evening, just, you know, put on Netflix or whatever. When I'm driving, you put on a comedian or YouTube or something instead of like having that time to worship and meditate and go before the Lord like I used to so frequently and life just happens and it snowballs. And then you realize, like, why am I so anxious recently? Why am I struggling? And the Lord, I began to check my heart and I began to come to that place of worship and man just falling in love with him again as I laid all my stuff out before him, and feel like I got yes. born again again, and I'm just in this fresh place of fire with the Lord and you talk yes. about that how there's so many things just vying for our attention in this in this age and this in this culture of just so many things, just like entertainment and all this stuff and how we need to really guard our hearts
1: yes it's it's a lot i mean it's it really is, and you know having everything um that our whole world right here, you know, this is tough. This is something we're navigating that has never been before the past decade. You know, Um, it's, it's my inner, it's, I don't even hardly use a TV. This is everything, you know, like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, it's my work. It's my fun. It's, it's a lot. So I think that, you know, guarding what's coming in is really important. I mean, I, I think that uh, between social media and uh, entertainment of any kind, you know, the angel's stupid saying of garbage in, garbage out is so true because if I watch a show that has a million cuss words in it, the next time I hit my toe, <laughs> I say a cuss word because garbage in, garbage out, that's yeah. my mom used to say. And it is so annoying, but it is so stinking true. So, you know, I just think that there's just a, a practical sowing and reaping of that as well. So I I think it comes back to uh, not necessarily a right or wrong, but a what's right for me and what's beneficial for my life, God, that you're um, giving me that green light or that red light for. Uh, and I think a lot of times people are looking for others to tell them what to do. We're looking for leaders. We're looking for government. We're looking for whatever. But I think that the real invitation is to know the Lord in his word and by his voice for our lives and what's right for us right now and to follow that still small voice. You know, for me, um, navigating social media is a lot. And I love it. I love how it connects people. I love that you can um communicate the Lord and you can communicate. Um, it's an amazing tool for getting people to know Jesus. And it's a, a great connector for community. It's a great connector for um, I can, you know, pray for someone and send them the most influential person in the world, I can send them a message on social media. I mean, that's crazy, you know, that we yeah. have access to people around the world like we do. So it's a huge benefit. However, emotionally, it's a lot. You know, we, we weren't meant to carry the weight uh, or the care or the burden of hundreds and hundreds of people on, a, on an intimate level. So I just went through my social media and I said, Holy Spirit, whoever I shouldn't be following right now in this season just give me a check and I'm going to unfollow them whether I'm close friends with them or whether it's a random person. I don't know. And I felt the first thing the Lord said at the top of it was I want you to only follow people who are leading you to me. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
1: was like, Whoa, you know, for Mm -hmm. me that that was an interesting one because I think that social media for me can be very evangelistic in a sense. Um, Mm -hmm. but Again, this isn't for everybody. This is what the Lord has said to me. Sure. And so I unfollowed anybody straight out of the gate who wasn't leading me to Jesus. Um, You know, I just think that that was something for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was amazing. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that I don't pray for and I'm not um, still able to message people who uh, aren't. But that right there in itself was the big one. And then as I went through for one thing or the other, uh, I would just feel him lean in like, not that, not that one. And so I just unfollowed him. And the level of peace it brought to my heart, it was tough because, you know, I had to have some tough conversations with some people that I unfollowed. You know, why'd you unfollow me? <laughs> I just felt check and I love you. And it's nothing personal. Um, I'm just trying to obey the Holy spirit and, and to decrease who I'm following because I only have a certain capacity and I have to honor that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it came with some, some interesting conversations. I'll just say that, um, but but Mm -hmm. I stand very confident in the fact that I did what I was supposed to do and I felt the difference it made in my life.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And I think a lot of people have God speaking to them about something specific. They automatically like try to push that on everybody else or project that on everybody else. That's why it's so key that you said, "This is for me. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me." Cuz maybe not every single person God's saying that to, but I think that's our tendency. We get a little religious, right? God says something to us, we automatically put that standard on everybody else cuz that's what God said to us and our revelation's better cuz God's speaking to us about him being a father, but he's speaking to them about Jesus being a husband. And so I got the better revelation here or whatever, but no, it's God speaking to our hearts specifically about what we need, what we need in that season. Like you said, it's not about right or wrong, good or evil. It's about what is stealing our attention and our affection and how could we grow? Exactly. A hundred
1: percent. You know, back in the day for me when I was in high school, um, I loved music of all kinds. I loved R and B. I loved music. Christian music, CCM World, I loved worship. I just loved music. And, um, you know, I really loved Mariah Carey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Hero, when a hero comes along, that song just really was my, you know, my fire. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but in it was in that season that I just felt this massive check of like, I, I just knew the Lord did not want me absorbing myself into sad love songs as a single teenage girl. <laughs>
0: sure, you're smart. <laughs> it
1: just wasn't right for my life and it was nothing about Mariah Carey. It was nothing about, you know, the songs even they weren't bad songs that I was listening to. Um but it was about where I was and what was good for my life in that season and I just felt the Lord go, oh, "Nope. There was another show that was like wildly popular and practically a cult following and still kind of is. Um and everyone their mother's mother was watching it and I just felt the Lord go, that's not for you. That's not going to bring you anything good. And I wrestled with it because I was left out of clubs and parties, you know, <laughs> around the show. And, but I look back on the fruit of my life and I, I can't prove it on paper, but I know that it made a massive difference. I, yeah. I just know it. I know right. it like I know my name. And so I think that the, it really is the, the journey of following the voice of the Holy spirit for your life you know, I mean, you look at it, you want to talk practical and real talk. You talk about the COVID vaccine. Here we go. <laughs> People are looking for the right answer. What's right or wrong. It's, it is cold, hard facts between you and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. And so I was, um, I was with the Lord a few years back up on, um, our friend has this house kind of up on a mountaintop. And I was kind of just really going through a lot of wrestle internally with um, being a working mom to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. uh, to which I am. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just had gone round and round with it. And I knew the Lord called me to do ministry and also be a great mom, but how to do it has been a juggle my whole life. You know, my, my daughter just turned 20 years old. And so, um, I've been a mom for a little bit now (laughs) and, uh, it's just been a juggle because I have been in ministry and I've been a mom and I feel so proud how i done it perfectly. Oh goodness. No, there's, there is no perfect. I think in this juggle, things get dropped. It really is a juggle. There's no balance.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I posted it on social media today, a picture of Joanna Gaines posted, <laughs> posted this picture. Uh, you just have to go to social media to see it. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, it really is about uh, a juggle, not about balance mm-hmm. um, in this crazy life. But God spoke to me, asked me about the grayscale up on the mountain. I had no idea what the grayscale was. That's just the phrase I heard. And so I looked to Google, which is not always a great idea. Rarely actually is. But yeah. I looked yeah. up what's the grayscale. And it said, the difference between dark and light are all the varying shades of gray. And the shade is defined by how the light shines through it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, yes, there is evil and there is good. But there's a whole lot of gray, but you have to come to me on every single mm. thing to let my light shine through it to see wow. if it's right wrong right for your life. That's
0: great. Yes. And so
1: I think that's our daily opportunity is just to be able to present to the Holy Spirit our every decision and let him lead us and guide us. I love the verse that says, whether you turn to the left or right, you'll hear a voice behind you that's leading you. Um, I love that verse that you're going to hear a voice telling you which way to go. God's leading you by his spirit uh, and in his word through everything. You know, one time we were wanting to go on a vacation to Hawaii and a friend of ours was like, you need to get away. And we were like, yes, that's the Lord. Um, that's not <laughs> to hear the Lord. When you know, you, yeah. someone feels like you going to Hawaii is a prophetic word. And you're like, oh, you don't even need to pray about it. But yeah, yeah. You know, I did because my finances did not say I should go to Hawaii. And so I opened the message Bible and I just kind of looked down, like God speak to me. This feels right, but I looked down at the message and it said, um, "God is your island getaway,"
0: mm. and I was like, "You know,
1: babe, we're going to Hawaii." You
0: know, I receive it, hallelujah.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> and so, you know, it really is like in in people and in nature and in color, and it, God is speaking to us in this beautiful world He's given us, in mm. these beautiful humans that carry His name. Um he's speaking to us by his voice in his people and in his word and in nature. So anyway, I could go on for days, but
0: no, no, I I I agree with you. That's that's awesome. Um and so well that's when it comes to decluttering, like your book's talking about getting organized in the on the in the external as well as internally decluttering, and that's how we hear the voice of God so much clearer when we're not so cluttered and broken and always just our minds filled with so many different things. It's yes. about friendship with the Holy Spirit. He's the one that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus no longer calls us slaves, but he calls us friends, and that is mind-boggling. That is astonishing, but it truly is. About a yes. day-to-day intimate communion with the Holy Spirit. What is He saying in every situation of our life? He wants to be included. He wants to be involved. Nothing's too small or insignificant. Everything is significant. Yes. Everything's significant and involves us because he loves us. And so yes. and so there's Free. just <laughs> and so there's just a lot of truth to that. And this is, you know, I don't know how much time you have left. You can give us a little longer version or a shorter version, but this is special <laughs> to me. This is special to me, and I wanted to touch on this really quick because adoption is huge in the heart of God. And when I married my wife, she only wanted to adopt, and I only wanted to have natural kids. We didn't talk about that before we got married. Whoa, talk about stuff like that. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, please. That's a big- That's a
0: big one. That's a big one. But she surrendered it to the Lord and God gave her a passion to have kids. And we had two natural kids. And now God, I began to surrender that to the Lord when she made that choice and honored me in that way. And God has given me a heart to adopt and we will in the near future. And so tell us a a little bit about your story. And I just feel like God's doing this in people's lives. So I want to encourage that a little bit.
1: Yes. Okay. So uh, when Brian and I first got together, we talked about the kid plan yes always a good idea um but but you just surrender right you're like god whatever you have for us that's what we want right Mm -hmm. so that's like i think step one and we talked about how we were totally open to adoption um and then god just never really laid it on our hearts we had three biological children and we found out we were pregnant on our one-year anniversary and we were thrilled, and so kids have just been a part of our entire marriage, basically,
2: mm-hmm. other
1: than our honeymoon year. And sure. um, it's been so incredible. And so we thought we were done with our our third son. I actually saw a picture; God showed me of a book closing. I was like, "Right, that chapter of of babies is done." You know, clip tied, glorified all the things. <laughs> um, thought like our next babies would be grandbabies. You know, we've got so much going on with like running the label and. Worship school and conferences and our home church. We're really connected on staff there and leading and we're artists and you know, just we've got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. That's my next book title. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, we just it was a zoo just to manage all that. And um, I remember I'll never forget it. One of the most amazing prophetic words I've ever gotten was from a third grader. And uh I went into the third grade class because for Mother's Day they prophesy over the moms for their. Mother's day present, they pray and prophesy. And so, so cool. I, I sat down and I was like overwhelmed. And um, I was just telling the Lord, like, what do I need to take off my plate? You know? And uh, I just sat there and this little kid, I don't say anything. I don't tell these kids anything. Holy spirit. They have the same one. That's right. Um, not a junior version, but mm-hmm. um, he puts his hand on me. He goes, I just see this plate of fruit and there's so much fruit on this big plate and fruits falling off. And he said, You think you need to take fruit off the plate, but God made your plate bigger. Mm. And I was like, okay, God. So, you know, he was just so kind to like put things in our our hearts along the journey.
0: Sure. Yep.
1: And um, and then Darlene Check, who's the godmother of worship, in my opinion.
2: <laughs> she is um, yeah. one
1: of them, one of them at least. Um, she's a close friend of mine, and she was with us in Reading, and she shared this word, which became her album title called Hanani, which is the Greek or Hebrew for here I am, send me Mm -hmm. also my new song on the homecoming record, uh, which came out of this story as well. Yeah. And, um, so this word, actually the study that she did on it, that verse in, in broken down in Greek or Hebrew meant my answer is yes, before you even ask.
2: Mm, wow. and
1: i got wow. so i got so um uh marked by that that i just it, it shook me to my core like god what is that like we are we've built this dream home and we've built this label and you know we've been able to do these incredible things uh around the world with with you know carrying your name and and letting people know who you are and all, all the things like we just had we've had an amazing dream life We've got three healthy happy kids and but I don't want to be comfortable. God, like literally yeah. the hiding bigger in me, like I'll move. Like I just told the Lord, like I'll, <laughs> I'll leave this all tomorrow. You say, go, and yeah. you know, if your presence isn't with me, I don't want to go. Yeah. You know that verse. Yeah. Um, and just so you know, Lord, all of this can go. If you're calling me to Mozambique to live in a hut, mm-hmm. I'll do it because I know that if your presence goes with me, I'll be happier in that hut than I will in this. That's right. And so I just got stirred with that. And, um, and so, uh, about a week later, Brian and I were snuggling on the couch, watching the show. And, um, in the show, this white family adopts this brown baby. And I am not a big crier unless it's the Lord. And I am watching this show happen and I am sobbing. I mean, tears are flooding out my eyes as I'm watching this scenario. And all I can tell you is the presence of God filled the room. And I heard the Lord say, I have this gift for you if you want it. And my spirit said, My answer is yes before you even ask. Mm. And wow. I just sat there crying because it was partially just overwhelming the presence of God, partially joy, supernaturally joy of I could have another child. <laughs> like when you find out you're pregnant. Yeah. And then equally, oh my God, how? Yeah. <laughs> so it was a a mixture a moment yeah um but more than anything my answer was already yes Mm -hmm. and i and and i knew it like Mm -hmm. if you have a gift for me lord then my answer is yes before you even ask whatever it is if that gift is mozambique here we go Mm -hmm. if that gift is you know sure and so the shock of all shock was that i leaned to brian as he sees that i'm obviously kind of a mess and knows why. And I just said, I would do it. And he looks down at me and he goes, I would too. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. That's great. And we, bu- mm-hmm. which
1: I couldn't believe the words were coming out of my mouth. And so we just kind of sat there in shock and shocking off, maybe a little horror to think through the ramifications of how, mm. because like Jim Gaffigan says, it's like when you have three kids and four kids is like when you're in the ocean drowning with three kids and someone throws you a baby. <laughs>
0: Oh, Jim Gaffigan.
1: (laughs) No truer words have ever. (laughs) Yes.
0: So
1: so that was the emotion we felt, but we knew it was the Lord. And we went to bed that night and we just were like, okay, let's get a verse, which we both did. God spoke to us in his word. We just knew we already knew. And um, we jumped into the process and um, it was incredible. But we, we had our son, Ryder. We got to be there when he was born. He's four and a half now. And then we had our son, Malachi. He's our COVID baby. He was born right in the middle of it all. Mm. And um, supernaturally, the hospitals opened and and we were able to be there in the room when he was born as well. And he is now um, a year and a half. So they are the joy of our life.
0: You said, hey, listen, it was so good the first time you had to do it again.
1: Well, you know what? It (laughs) It was our kids. Really? Our kids sat down with us. Yes. At coffee when Ryder was, uh, gosh, probably a year and a half old, they sat down with us and they were like, I really think we need to adopt again. And we were like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went home and Brian and I, Brian like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And Brian's like, yeah, no, I think we're, and then literally all of a sudden Brian goes, I mean, we could. And I was like, dear God, man, what words are coming out of your mouth? i couldn't believe it again and i went home that day and i sat in my kitchen by myself and i said lord i looked at my one i said lord should we adopt another baby and i heard the lord say i think that's a great idea <laughs> and i was like well shoot here we go <laughs> so writer moses which means messenger deliverer oh, is our yes. first adopted son mm-hmm. and then malachi judah messenger of praise is um our second uh, adopted son. So,
0: so good. It's been
1: am- and the second they put that baby in your arms, cause you're going to adopt, I can feel it. Mm, yes. The second they put that baby in your arms, I can't, und- I can't explain it to you with words, but it is almost more of an instant connection and more supernatural than when they put your own biological children in your arms, out of your body. It, it is Powerful. supernatural. The process of adoption, it is like spirit to spirit, instant match. No words. Wow. Um, and my husband would say the same thing. So yeah, you got to do it. It's life changing. And if you can't adopt and you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like, I don't feel a green light to adopt, the Bible says help to take care of orphans and widows, right? That's in the Bible. That's what it says. So ask the Lord how you do that. Maybe you give to someone who wants to adopt or you help a single mom. Um, but keeping adoption in your heart is everything because it's, oh my gosh, the best.
0: What a good word. That's powerful. I received that encouragement. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I, it's so good. Adoption is the very heart of God. I know that he adopted us as his sons and daughters and, yes. um, and we get to participate in that and share in the joy of adoption. And so yes. that is a it's glorious so
1: amazing. thing. <laughs> and we also won the cute lottery. Our little boys are the <laughs> cutest, Oh my gosh. And our, our son Ryder is half black and half white. And our son Malachi is Guatemalan, El Salvadorian, Mexican, and white. And so we just have, oh, they're just so yummy. I can't even. Glorious,
0: eat them now. glorious combinations. And Cute. so. And if people want to see pictures, they can go on your Facebook or Instagram. But they could also just get a copy of your book. And so I believe it'll be a blessing to them. The book is all things lovely, inspiring, health and wholeness in your home, heart and community. They can get it anywhere books are sold right now. Um, do you want to direct them to a certain place, uh, maybe where people could, you know, tap into your worship more? Everything that you're doing, get a copy of the book, and then do you have something on the horizon here um, in terms of worship or anything you want to announce or to let people know?
1: Yeah, so we just, Bebba Music just finished uh, a homecoming album that's really beautiful. So I have a new song there called Send Me. That's all around this topic we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm working right now towards a few fun things. I just wrote two new songs. I wrote two new worship songs and two new country songs last week, which I'm country love songs. Um, which I'm very excited about. So a lot of fun things on the horizon. We're going to be developing Lovely even more. Um, I love great products that help life become even more awesome than it already is. Um, Gift guides, all the fun things there. So uh, I have a new sweatsuit out that's at Lovely um, Mm -hmm. on the website. So you can go check that out other than the book. But that's going to be something we're going to be growing and developing as well. Um, There's a podcast in the pipes, I hear. So, um, okay. we got a lot of dreaming and scheming, but currently the funnest, most wild ride of my life is as of last week, I am the president of Bethel music. Exciting so stuff.
0: congratulations.
1: Yeah. Very wild. So for a while, that's going to take, um, a lot of the heat, <laughs> um, but feels right. Cause I love these wild characters. So, um, cool. and yeah, lots going on.
0: So where's the one-stop shop website that people can go to, to connect in all these different varieties?
1: Best bet for right now is probably Bethel Music or Lovely by Jen Johnson.
0: Lovely by Jen Johnson. Okay, great. And Bethel Music. So I'll put the links in the description section. Thank you so much for joining me today. Time flew by because your story is wonderful and this book is full of the Holy Spirit and you've just just been a delight to speak to. And so thank you so much for joining me today on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. (laughs) Loved it.
0: Yes, I loved it too. For those who are watching right now, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they could be blessed, awakened, challenged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awakened Podcast. Hey guys Michael Lombardo here uh, just quickly I just want to make a resource available to you I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence, my desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way. To break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there. Don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled but connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, ex- have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours You know through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. Lifeportoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.